welcome back to another episode of Just Ask Rethinking Development. And you know, Brian, this week I had two potential customers and they both had the same need. They said, you know, we've got a database of thousands of names, but how do we identify our best prospects? Where do we start? And so uh, I'm going to have you answer that question. Yeah so that they don't have to hire me. Oh, perfect. Yes, that's that's what we're about here. Well, it's obvious. It's the one who's coming in, you know, driving a Cadillac, El Dorado. That's your best prospect. <laughs> yes, with steak knives. Um, no, yeah, there is there is much more science to this. It's not just a Zillow thing, uh, you know, of, of people's houses. So we've, we've given acronyms before. We've talked about it. Here's one that I liked that I heard at a conference, uh, Petrus conference years uh, years ago. Um, but it was essentially, they call it the pick method and it was P I C a P is in Papa Indigo Charlie there. I got the acronyms right. But what we're, these stand for are passion, involvement and capacity. So before you start to glaze over, like we're just going to talk broadly, I do want to get into some like practicals of this because I mean, you know, I don't want to just stay at 30,000 feet and then you're like, okay, but like, how do you, how do I figure out my database? Um, but it does start with these. So, I mean, so first off is the passion relates more broadly than just like, oh, are they passionate about, for instance, I work at the Newman Center. Are they passionate about, you know, college Catholic campus ministry? Um, you need to go broader than just passion for your specific charity. We're talking about passion for the areas and needs that your nonprofit serves. So they might not be passionate about you yet, but are they passionate about what you do? Okay. But how do you know that? I mean, there's 2,000 people in the database. This organization has never done major gifts. The 2,000 names in their database came through perhaps direct mail. They haven't met more than a handful of them. How mm. would you? Wh- where would you go from there? I'd say then you have to... So we, we keep going down the pick method because you don't know until you start to research them, get into things like... Um, now... Before you start like diving into the internet and searching up on someone, I mean, because you could do that with everybody, but we're talking 2,000 names here. Yeah, that's, that's an impossibility. Not, yeah, you don't want to do that. So then you have to move to the next steps, which are involvement and capacity. So the first thing is, what's their level of involvement today with your nonprofit? Are they uh, involvement being anything from giving, volunteering, alumni status, they, they went through your organization, um, you name it. Uh, what and what is their involvement today? Are they uh, a monthly giver? Are they a sporadic giver? Are they a major level giver? Uh, what is their involvement look like today? And then capacity. And so this comes back to just the bare bones. Um, what is their ability to give? If they were to, to give everything, if they loved you beyond more than words, um, what would be the maximum ability that they could give and support your cause and effort? So... That's where you have to start. So if you have 2,000 names, you need to get to the nitty-gritty and start to say who has the ability to really help the organization and who's giving right now, who are our faithful supporters, and you need to start with your donors. You know, there's no prospect like a donor. So that's where I would start. Okay. And there's 2,000 names in the database and about 600, I'm just going to make this number up, 600 have made some gift at some level. Mm-hmm. Probably nothing more than a thousand bucks. So, under that scenario, where would you start if you're going to do research? Would you research six hundred names? Well, how would you start? 
Um, I would go with like a, the 80-20 rule or in the church, the 90-10 rule. And I would take uh, those people, I would look at their three years of giving. And then I, w- I, and I would look at who is the top 20, possibly if that's still too big, top 10%. And I'd focus on them to start. And I'd say, okay, who are these people? And the thing you want to figure out too is what's their passion and what's their ability to give? Because some of them are not giving to their full capacity if they were engaged and involved more. Some of them are giving at what your organization would consider a major level, but it's actually not a major gift to them. It's actually a throwaway. You know, we had one of these. Some guy was a gazillionaire, gave us a $5,000 go away gift. It was a guilt gift, actually. And, uh, so people might look that year, if we had a consultant come in, they'd probably look at our database and be like, well, hello, you had a $5,000 gift from a gazillionaire. And I would say there's more to the story. So his passion is actually zero. He has none. And so the, the future giving is is nil. So I'm not going to focus on that guy. So it go, is that, that's, I mean, does that help, Greg, to answer your question? Well, sure, sure. It gets me started anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's where you need to start, just the, the bare bones of it business 80 20 90 10 um so your passion i kind of talked about it yeah the pitfall the pitfall here is this um and this is where you could focus on the wrong prospects you only want to spend your time with people who are really passionate like about your cause today like right now so the people that are just like i love the newman center and everything you do not that they're bad i love those people but you can't focus all of your time because you might say well if they gave everything they could what would that look like and it might be they're given $500, and if they gave everything they could, it'd be $750. That's not bad. Um, that gift is appreciated, needed, but you're not going to survive as a fundraiser, and your organization can't justify having you if that's where you spend your time. And this is a common downfall amongst development directors. We often confuse passion for capacity. Right. And we, we intermingle those two things, and they're distinctly different. The thing that you have control over is passion. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. to some degree, mm-hmm. by our words, our actions, the things we do, the results that we produce, we can influence a person's passion for the mission. Yes. The one thing we have no control over is their capacity. Right. You know, we cannot, we do not control their business, their business decisions, the macro economy. You know, I mean, if you do control their business, then darn it, blow it up. But yeah. So what um, I would say is like, yeah, yeah, pick PIC. Is that the acronym yeah, we're going yeah, with? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I would go with the CIP in that order. KIP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> capacity. And then the I stands again for. Right. Uh, oh, involvement. Involvement. Yeah. yeah. Capacity. Then get them involved until there's some passion. Yeah, I would flip it over. Flip yeah, it however, over yeah, how, with how you want to like get going. Yeah, so this is just broadly talking about who are the prospects and what characteristics. But you're right, Greg. I think you could say who are the people because it, they all flow together. You know, who's passionate? Who do we want to involve? Who has capacity? But here's the thing: you don't want to focus your specific efforts. If you are a director of development, advancement, pick your title, or you are a major gift officer, you're not like you cannot focus your time to involve people who don't have capacity. You just can't. Um, because you could, like you said, you can influence their passion to increase that. But the question is, does the return warrant the effort and the time? Good point. And yeah, and, and so possibly not. So you, then you look at the ability to... To, be, to basically give. So how do you determine that? Let's focus on that. How do you determine somebody's ability to support? This is a pretty easy, obvious one. It's out there. Um, 
when somebody, you, so you say you take that 600, you filter it down to that top 10, 20, and maybe even you get some donor software like Wealth Wellscreen or something to figure out who's just in the database with like ridiculous high capacity giving scores and whatever. Um, start with that. But it also helps to look at what is out there on them in terms of other people's giving lists. People publish that. And you, as a charity, you know, should look at that to get some idea of, oh, okay, you know, this person is able to give it a higher level than we thought. Maybe it doesn't show up in the different um, donor search and things that you have. But you can see from that, from these lists, that, oh, they do have a, a higher ability to give. So that's something that you should consider and look at. Um, the other thing that you don't want to get confused on here is don't think, again, I mentioned that uh, stupid joke about a Cadillac Eldorado. Don't just assume that people with really high star ratings in some of these systems are the best people. Oh, obviously those people, they're mega wealthy. Again, it comes back to, they might have absolutely, like absolutely no passion. You know, who's in our database, you know, for it, you know, he's not, but let's just say Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is not going, no matter what I do to involve him, he ain't going to have passion. I see his giving priorities. He's not given to the Newman Center. Um, but you also, in the same vein, might overlook someone. Um, I think this happens less, but you can overlook somebody who actually, the passion that they have and their understanding of, say, tithing and giving makes them a more major giver and a better giver than some of those high stars because they're, you know, they might only make 200,000 a year. Like, let's see, let's even go lower. Let's say they get like um, 150,000 a year. But if they're a tither, they say, I'm willing to give away $15,000 a year and that's just going to happen. But you might have somebody who makes 500,000 a year and they're like, 15,000, how could I ever give that much money away? That's insane. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. Right. So just some, uh, some things to consider when you're gauging capacity. So uh, kind of rambly there, but essentially... Um, Use what's out there. If somebody publishes those lists, you should record that and keep an idea of that because, you know, the person was open to their giving being public and being able to be, um, give you a better understanding of what is their ability to give. Uh, as far as just any last final thoughts on it, really, um, I want to make sure we hit that we're, don't look at this in a, a really manipulative way. Um, you are trying to, one, use the resources that the, in, uh, your organization has entrusted to have you there in the best possible way. And so you need to focus your time and work um, smarter and work in the best interest of your organization. And two, really think about the donor when you think about involving them. So again, don't just see them as a number. They're not a number. This is somebody that has interests, passions. They're a person. And so ask yourself, does this is this in the best interest of this donor for me to try to involve them in our charity and be honest about that because for some of them it might not be and it might not be the right time for them and that's pretty obvious and so you should respect that and think about that before you involve this person in your charity but that's essentially what it comes down to is passion involvement capacity right and as greg said flip her over <laughs> yeah capacity involvement passion because it kind of was in that in that order right? mm -hmm. i'm going to close with a little with a little plug and a little offer of help as well uh if people go to my uh business website it's catholicdevelopment.com catholicdevelopment.com there's a tutorial page there and on the tutorial page you'll see uh, a link to my uh youtube youtube channel and on that youtube channel for catholic development or greg jeffrey you'll see three videos there uh, that detail 
all kinds of ways to do prospecting and to find prospects amongst your people in your database, all kinds of additional details that we didn't have time to cover today. So with that, thanks, everybody. See you next week. See ya.